Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to this week's Countryside programme here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kiri Kermode. This week we look back at a successful Royal Manx Agricultural Show. We catch up with some of the winners and the supreme champion. And also we talk to the judge on the day, the president, and a very relieved secretary when it was finally over on the Saturday. Well, a tough old 2019 Royal Manx Agricultural Show this year, Kerry, due to take place on the Friday and Saturday, but, uh, well, the heavens opened, the wind blew on the Friday, and uh, the Secretary, Carol Kenny had no option, did she? Not a chance. It was uh, for health and safety, but they've seen on the, the pictures on the social media, the marquees, the tents were everywhere, and it was um, a good call, I think. But um, they certainly got underway on the Saturday, though. They did, and it was a little bit uh, damp underfoot, but we've all been to them shows where you're plodging through in your wellies and what have you, and some had sandals and crocs <laughs> on, which is, uh, uh, I suppose it was either uh, one thing or the other, wasn't it? But um, the ones they expect this, they've all been to it, and it didn't deter. It was a bit awkward getting livestock in and out, uh, Kerry, wasn't it? It was a bit tricky. Some of the folk was having to unload at the Nokalo Mart and walk them down across the field, and, and we were one of that group. But we didn't mind. The atmosphere was good. The, the morale around the livestock exhibitors was high. I think everybody really enjoyed themselves, despite you know the conditions underfoot. It stayed fairly warm. Yeah, it did. Um, plenty to talk about and plenty of people we spoke to as well uh, during the Saturday. And firstly, I went up to the light horse section, which was a bit of a trek up to the next field, but always enjoyable to go out there and speak to some of the people who took the prizes in the sections before the Grand Parade. And two I spoke to, all dressed up in their horse gear, looking very smart with their horses, uh, was Abby Collard and Jess Collister. I've had a really good morning. Um, won my working hunter class and then won the working hunter championship and then we went into the ridden horse flat classes and he won the competition horse and then the hunter and then also took that championship as well so we've got two section champions to take forward to the supreme light horse later so it's been a a busy old morning so far it's been an early start yep (laughs) we were here at quarter to eight ready to go starting at eight with the new uh schedule for today after yesterday being cancelled and uh i was pretty much in the saddle from eight o'clock till (laughs) till (laughs) till about half an hour ago so yeah it's been busy but it's fine what was meant to be was all this meant to happen yesterday or just part of it no it's been split the two days have been split into have been put onto just the one day so the all of the jumping the working hunters and the show jumping was supposed to be yesterday um, and that's been now put on to today, so we've been whizzing through everything and we've swapped rings and put everything wherever it can fit in to get uh, to get everyone judged on the day, so give everyone a chance to get a go after cancelling. So, yeah, everyone's had their go. Good. Jess, uh, you've uh, been doing all right too today? A bit hit and miss, to be honest. Oh, is it? Uh, the horse has felt very fresh. He's not had enough work, so he's had a second and a third and picked up reserve horse champion, so I can't really complain. He just needs to settle himself down a bit. Yeah, have you got more to do, though, yet? More to do? Just the light horse supreme now. He can go back in just for the sake of going in to go and behave. <laughs> what about conditions? I mean, we've had a walk around the show field, and it's pretty mucky. But it doesn't look too bad on the surface here, but is, is that deceptive? It depends in the arena. Part of it is good and part of it's deep. It's just luck of the draw. You just keep your eyes ahead of yourself and just 
pull your horse where you need to. It looks a lot better than the main field, to be fair. What about, uh, did, did you walk the course before it, just to check uh, where all the damp bits are? So, the, uh, I mean, how do you prepare for that? You can't, really. No. Um, rain came in during the day, so it affects different places of the arena, so there's not a lot you can do. You just have to go and take what's there. And what about the, uh, do, you, do you have to ride slower to give the horse a chance not to slip, or do you just, just ride it like normal and hope for the best? I try. <laughs> Whether he agrees with me trying is a bit different. Um, but yeah, I do try and watch where I am, trying to keep him a little bit steadier so he's not slipping. But he's not caring at the minute, he just wants to go and entertain everyone. And Abby, are the all horses different in the softer ground compared to the harder ground? So some are better? Yeah. Better grip on some, so to speak? Yeah, definitely. Some horses prefer that have their preferences. Um, when you're jumping in particular you have to ride a little bit more forward and more confident because to allow for the ground it makes the jumps five centimeters higher so you have to be a little bit more going yeah. you know when you're jumping just because of the sinking just yeah. because when they're in the ground when they're pulling their feet out of the ground to get to the top rail it, they're coming out of mud so it just is an extra pull on their legs and their body so that's one thing to take into consideration but on the flat when you're just going round you do have to be steadier not to turn too tight just to think but then you've got to ride it confidently as well because if they if they're not quite putting their feet down properly and things that's when they slip as well so you have to take how it comes if they slip they slip and that's part of it you just have to hope that they don't injure themselves or anything like that while they're doing it and to be fair the ground is good it's it is wet but I've not seen anyone really have many problems and Jess was having a nice fly round <laughs> in the air before and he didn't fall over, he didn't slip he, he managed to keep his feet so we're, uh, you know, the ground is it well could tested. be worse Abby Collis and Jess Collister from the light horse section there and uh, very smart and uh, tell us a little bit of insight you know, because I was asking whether they, they, they changed the, the shoes you know, yeah, to get better grip on the much. soft ground, but they they put studs in them, uh, different length studs for the different types of ground, as she was explaining there, which is interesting. It's very technical, mm. but uh, they're so competitive in the horse section, and those two girls there are no strangers from the show rings in the UK as well, and coming home with lots of silverware, so two successful riders mm. indeed. Very good. But uh, the uh, parade happened, the grand parade went uh, half an hour earlier than usual, uh, 3.30 got underway to try and beat the weather, and uh, well, uh, one of the prize winners uh, on the day in the final lineup of the six uh, was a, a unique sheep. Yes, the Scottish Blackface made the final lineup, which I haven't seen for a number of years, and uh, an avid young handler there in Alan Clegg. And I caught up with him to see how he felt coming in that final lineup. Great, yeah, good. It's quite rare to see a Scottish Blackface in the final lineup. Normally it's the Continentals. I know, we were just saying to Tom there before, I wonder how long ago before Blackie got up close, but. Know. Myself and Simon were saying we can't remember it either, but uh, a fine example of the breed. What do you look for in a Scottish Blackface? Just a uh, nice breedy head, good thick body, good spread legs on them, nice horns. Yeah, just good breeding, active top. And is this one homebred? It's homebred, yeah, but he's bought off uh, Scottish Bloodlines. People in the crowd have been admiring his horns. Now, this is quite important from a breeder's point of view, how good the horns are. Yeah. You don't want them growing into the head and then following with the face and stuff. But, yeah, it's a lot of fashion as well. I believe that they can train the horns to keep them away from the head. Yeah. Is this tricks of the trade? Tricks Is... of the trade, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what goes into preparing a sheep to get this far in the finals? For the blackie, it's just a case of dyeing them, 
picking the best one, well, try and pick the best one you can and just go with it. But they are quite wild, so... <laughs> uh, we were saying, uh, also watching from the, the grandstand there, that normally they're jumping around the ring. You've got him well trained. A lot of he's hours not, of work yeah, gone into bad, him. He's not a bad top, really, but we had a top lamb there earlier and he just wouldn't stand at all. So, so celebrations tonight? Yeah, definitely. That was Alan Clegg holding his Scottish blackface ram in the final lineup. Well, third reserve went to a lovely Ayrshire cow from the Callow family at Belay on the Kondrokad Road in Andreas and Tory was there with young Toby uh, holding that lovely cow. And what a great duo they were, Toby leading that cow. He was there last year with her as a heifer in milk and again this year with her as a three-year-old. And uh, what great link it is between that Ayrshire and the dairy shed yoghurt that we see so famously around the Isle of Man. The cows are milked, Billy brings the milk home and Kiri turns it into the yoghurt there. And it's lovely for the public to see that link. And uh, I'm sure we'll see Toby and those Ayrshire cows in that in that show ring for many years to come. Yeah, certainly didn't look out of place, did he? Not well at done. all. To them. Third place or second reserve uh, was the Aberdeen Angus Bull from the Christian, uh, Willie and Linda and uh, Penty as well from Ellerslie Farm in Crosby. Yeah, I must be pretty pleased. Oh, listen, I'm, 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 I'm over the moon. I'm totally delighted. Totally delighted. Michael Osborne here, he's, he's worked on this bull for over a year now and he's a hell of a good bull and uh, yeah, we're very, very pleased and proud. Pity. Pity Linda wasn't here, she's at Lowther uh, driving, horse driving, so never mind. No, but uh, certainly uh, the, the the bull has, has took a little bit of handling today. There's a bit of, bit of sweat coming out in Michael there for a second. Well, he's, he's, he's third in Britain's fittest farmer, this this should be nothing to him. No, but, but it's, it's, it's a lovely animal though, this one. Um, is this originally come from, is it involved with the quail family, this one? Uh, Howard Quayle, uh, yeah, Howard Quayle uh, originally bought the sire of this several years ago. So, but we uh, we bought a son of a special, a rather special bull that he bought, and then we bred this fella from him. Yeah. yeah. So he's even more proud when he part of the breeding process, I suppose, really as well. Uh, it's, it's it's great to to do it yourself, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What what's the age and name of this one then? This this bull is called uh, Linwell Madrilator. A lot of people don't know what a madrilator is, but it's a, a Manx mythical black creature, okay? Uh, so that's why he's called the madrilator. He's only just two years old, and uh, he's got a, a fair amount of growing to do. His dad is away on the English show circuit at the moment. They are a, a mighty breed when you see the, the Angus is in full uh, display, though, aren't they? Oh, listen, he just shows himself off naturally. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like a good woman. A good animal always finds a good bit of ground to stand on, and he's no exception. (laughs) (laughs) Well, always good for a mighty word. Willie Christian there, delighted uh, with his uh, third place or second reserve in the Royal Max this year with that uh, lovely Aberdeen Angus bull. And what a great turnout they were indeed, weren't they? They were enjoying every moment of that royal show. Yes, uh, she, t- she took a bit of handle in the bull, Michael Osborne. Good job. There was a good strong man on the halter <laughs> over there, wasn't it, to keep it quiet? A young bull, but uh, we'll no doubt see him again. And in reserve place was the Kane family from Crosby. And I caught up with Lee at the halter of Foxtrot Nancy. <laughs> yeah, delighted. Um, I think she's possibly the best animal we've ever brought to the show. She's a full sister to the one that won last year. And... Uh, cows breeding really well for us and yeah absolutely. and you do find that it's always the same families that produce the goods isn't it 
yeah, sometimes it takes a while to find what works, but uh, this this one seems to be doing the job, so we're sticking with it. And what age is Nancy? Uh, she's two and a half, and she's due to carve in November. Oh, God. oh, so more exciting times ahead. She could be here next year with a calf at foot. Well, hopefully. I mean, we've been feeding her a bit for the show, but she'll be going on a diet now when she gets home. <laughs> but it's a family affair, though, Lee, isn't it? You know, the, the children are with you every time. Oh, a lot of work. Um, Ellie, Tom, Sarah, uh, my dad, all the great help. Um, had a bit of extra help this year. Jenny Kane, uh, oh, yeah. it's been good help. Um, Willie Hamilton, as usual. Willie does the trimming and... You know, it's a good help at showtime, so, yeah, good team effort. Well, it takes something, though, Lee, to come through the class in the section, you know, the limousine section itself. It's tough going. Yeah, there's, the limousine's probably the strongest of the beast class now. There was, I think there was uh, nine or ten heifers in the limousine class alone, so she had to win that, but then she then went on to win Best Manx Beef Animal All Breed, which was really pleasing. That's always a good class to win. It is. It comes up against the whole field, and what it, it must be quite a, a privilege or a proud moment you know, there's so many Manx farmers are in there trying their hardest and to come out on top of that. Yeah, full marks to everyone that shows. I know how much work goes into it and, yeah. you know, everybody, even the ones at the bottom of the line, you know, they'll be back with something strong next year and, you know, a real good turnout of stock today and well done to everyone that showed. That was Lee Kane with his limousine heifer, Foxtrot Nancy, standing reserve. Yeah, they've done all right over the uh, last few years, haven't they, the Kane family with them. And, uh, well, that took us to the champion and uh, the judge... Uh, Janet Snell took a look around uh, backwards and forwards and uh, and it was an unusual one usually they give a, a big tap on the back of the animal and she tapped it briefly on the back and the next thing we knew there was just a big embrace between her and Vicky Sloan Masson uh, who was out there holding that wonderful Holstein cow uh, in the middle and they took the supreme championship and I gave them a few minutes uh, to, to catch their breath and caught up with them while they were milking the cow to get the milk out of it and uh, spoke to Neil and Vicky. Well let's catch up it's only five minutes since you've been there Crown Supreme Champion of the Royal Manx Agricultural Show, uh, Vicky. It's a, it's an emotional time for you and Neil because I was unaware that this is your first time as Royal Champions. Yeah, three times we've stood second, um, so this is our first win at the Royal. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it makes it so much sweeter because uh, this cow rolls, I think it is, isn't it? And uh, this has come from a calf from your own breeding as well, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, we actually bought her mother as a fresh carved heifer and uh, Brian Brumby bought her in as a calf and sold her at Central Marts as fresh and um, I only went there for a look I didn't go planning on buying anything and she just stood out and I thought to myself I'm having her today yeah. and um, she's bred two really good heifers um, and this was her first heifer that we got out of her so um, really really pleased Yeah you were runner up with this cow I think in the southern were you? Yeah, run her up at the southern with her. Um, she does look better today, though. Yeah, really she sweet. stood so well as well. I mean, I know that it, it, it's a wonderful looking cow, but it, it means a lot to the judges when they're standing there quietly and peacefully. So you must have a good ring on them. Well, if they're correct, it makes the job easier. Um, she's a real fine example of a Holstein cow. Um, she doesn't have many faults at all. Um, both judges said they're very can hardly falter. So it makes the job easier to set her up right if she's more is correct confirmation. So, yeah. And everyone could see that when 
you got the hug from the judge today <laughs> when, when she picked the winner. I mean, gosh, I think there was a, was a dry eye around the ring here that was watching that because it was just so special. And, and when it's your first time doing that after all these years of nearly being there, it must really mean something special. It does, yeah. Yeah, I think she knew uh, she was relaxing when uh, Janet, the judge, was over the other end of the field and uh, when she when she was walking over I just kind of lifted her head and she put her ears right forward towards her and she must have knew. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, you're obviously a big part of this as well and uh, uh, you sort of, you take the background a little bit when it's showing and leave it to Vicky in that ring there but uh, a lot behind the scenes. Yeah, well, the cows are Vicky's passion. I'm, uh, I try and pick up the running, keep the, keep everything else, try and keep everything else going. And yeah, it's um, Vicky's name. I was thinking the other day, she's probably her name's probably been in the show catalogue since since she was three. So <laughs> really? It's, it's the, from, <laughs> how many years ago? It's, yeah, it's been a while. So yeah, she's been a good supporter, uh, exhibiting here. Just, yeah, well, since I'm, I'm she's overwhelmed, yeah, so. well, it, it is something special because it, it, it is a team effort and a family effort with yourselves, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. We're all, we're all here. Um, yeah, we've dragged everyone. We've had <laughs> we've had people that have never even been near a cow before holding that, taking her in a show class. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. yeah and willing, you know, here's a bucket, go and catch that, and you know, yeah, everyone's just sort of mucked in. It's been. Yeah, thrown in the deep end, really. Vicky Sloan-Masson and Neil Masson from Ballard Cricket in Ronig with a supreme champion Holstein cow, Rolls. And, uh, well, that was just... It was just emotional, that, wasn't it? You know, you think they've been there forever, in a way, and when when Neil was saying about how long they'd be, uh, Vicky'd been showing it, it's her passion. And, you know, surprise to us all. You know, we've been to so many shows and it's the first time they've won the Royal, which it, was just wonderful, wasn't it? It really is hard to believe. We've seen the family and the children shown year in, year out. And little did we know that was their first Supreme Championship and a credit to them. They've been trying hard for many, many years. Yes, many congratulations to that. And, uh, well, um, the judge uh, on the day was picked by the president, um, Fiona Moore, uh, who was president of the Romax for this year, and uh, she had a, a very close connection with the judge that she picked. Oh, the two of them there. Earlier in the week, I caught up with both of them on the showground preparing, and little did we know that she'd pick her sister to be the judge. And what a great job Janet did there. Um, she said she wasn't going to take long, but I don't think anybody could have done it any quicker. What a final lineup! And I got a few words with Janet about her choices out there. Well. You kept that a secret from all of us. I was only talking to you the other day and not a word was whispered. Congratulations. The main judge of today, how was it? Stressful, actually. The pressure. The pressure. Such a privilege, but such a pressure. Um, Fiona had always been adamant that it was to be kept top secret. She didn't want anybody to know until, I think, quite a few people probably guessed. Quite a few people would be shocked, but... Um, yeah, it's nice because obviously we farm together with in the family farm all the way up through and um, I don't think she'd probably be too shocked at my choice today, but such fantastic stock to choose from and truly I was really spoiled for choice because I'd have been happy picking most of them, to be fair. You know, there was, the, yeah. And I don't think there's, I know a lot of people will agree and there'll be even more people disagree because it comes down so much to, to what you feel on the day and the, and yeah. 
beautiful, beautiful animals here, and it's been a privilege to be able to judge them. What, what a turn up! Because we didn't know if the show was going to go ahead. You've seen the other side of it, dealing with sister and all the pressure that she's had as president. You know, how has it, how has the family been holding up? <laughs> well, we're quite strong, resilient as a family. There's there's quite a good few of us, and we're, we've done well really on that. I think we're we're trying to help her as much as we can. She's been tremendous through it all, actually. She's been um, for her. She's been quite stress free. Um, there has been highs and lows over all of it. Yesterday was obviously a massive low. She was very disappointed and upset yesterday morning. But she has such a magnificent team behind her with this. They've all worked their hardest to make it success for her. And on Thursday, it was set to actually rock us a show. It really was. And then just with the weather changing like it was. But you can predict everything apart from the weather, can't you? And, you know, so... And I said... Just thank you to everybody that's turned up and supported her and the whole show and the whole society, really, because it's been great. Because I don't think there's any less people here than normal. No, I don't think so. <laughs> and what's really nice about it is the people that are here have come totally with the right attitude. They've come to... to and I know I spoke to two or three people that said we weren't going to come, but then with it being like it was, we felt so sorry for you, we thought we'd come and have a look. No, isn't that... That's my spirit for you, that, isn't it? It really is. This morning when we looked out the window at half five and thought, oh, golly, is it going to go or is it... And sheep are probably the worst things in the world to prepared because their fleeces just hang with water as you well know and when we turned up at Nokalo and we weren't allowed on the field with the lorry we like now what and to run them down through the cattle lines through the bog and the slop and they're dirty again then they're four years off you go again with it all well you didn't mind because you were there and you were there to support everyone like you say the work that goes into it, it the prizes were beside the point the atmosphere in the sheep lines was fantastic today well I was thinking about it you know this, I opened the windows this morning and there was a cattle wagon going off quarter to six this morning heading in this direction and you know you think people don't actually appreciate the hours because especially what even so like the dairy farmers and all farmers but the dairy ones especially they have to be up and milked and everything else to get here and then like you say once they're here you have to start with the washing because no matter how clean they are then make sure they're certainly not dirty but they have the excitement of actually getting here it's starting all over again isn't it so it's many many hours never mind all your hours are off preparation and training before that as well isn't it that was the judge janet snell well, we mentioned uh, her sister, who was present for this year, Fiona Moore. And uh, also, Kiri, you got to chat with her. Well, Fiona, it happened. The show went ahead. It did. And there was so much support and uh, hard work from the whole team and other people as well. Everybody's pulled together and just made the best of the way it is. Huge decisions to make, though, to cancel it for one day, whether it was going to go the next day. We just had to go for it, really. If we had it yesterday morning it was wasn't really very safe because the wind and the rain and then we decided if we had it in the afternoon but maybe nobody would come anyway and if then it would mess the car parks up so we decided we'd just go for the one day and hope for the best and it's been fabulous the people have come at the trade standers the exhibitors everybody's been here and the public have just come in the right frame of mind as well and everybody's enjoyed it, even if it is a bit sticky i think underfoot <laughs> i think some mummies will be quite cranky with some of the children going home they are covered from head to toe with mud but what an opportunity you know so every day you could go and have a pot around if you're covered in mud. I think it's the ones that's been doing the run and then going wee, sliding down the, the thing. That's uh, but this, yes, it's been a fabulous day. Even though the weather hasn't been super, I just want to say thank you to everybody, absolutely everybody. And that was the president Fiona Moore. Well, that took us uh, to get the final word on the 2019 Royal Manx uh, to the secretary, hard-working as ever, and uh, had to cope with more work and phone calls, I think, uh, during them few days of the show. Uh, Carol Kenyuk. What a challenge the last two days have been. Um, yesterday, we really didn't know what to expect when we got here yesterday morning, but this morning, that was our goal. 
Uh, we are going for a full programme and we've pulled it off. We're so, so lucky. We've been so fortunate. The rain's just started. The Grand Parade has finished. And what else could we ask for? No. And do you know what the people that were here today? We're just looking where the people walk. It's a bit mucky and everything. But the sort of people who are going to come... Most of them know that that's going to be the situation. They've been to them before and then they don't worry about it. No, this is part and parcel and this, to be fair, has probably made our show. It's not what we wanted, to be fair, but um, we'll remember it for a long, long time. Yeah, it's a first, isn't it? A cancellation of a day? It is, and it was a really tough call. Um, it's very, very difficult, but in some ways it was the best call we made because it meant we had a clean, cleanish show field and tidyish car parks first thing this morning, and we managed to get everybody in. Yeah, because it, it is, I mean, the people who were, who were already set up with trade stands and everything on, uh, ready for the Friday, I think when you, when you go around and speak to them today, I think there wasn't one person that didn't go against that decision because there was bits of uh, marquees blowing around and it just really wasn't safe, was it? No, it, and that's when we made the decision. It was on the grounds of health and safety. You couldn't stand up for the wind and the rain. There was no way we were going to let people on the show field with things flying around. So we set to, tidied up, and it got us to where we are today. And that shows the determination, the camaraderie amongst the crew that's here for the Royal Manx, isn't it? The Royal Manx is an absolutely fantastic team. There's not one person in the Royal Manx that's more important than the other. And it wasn't just Royal Manx yesterday morning. The young farmers pitched in, the vagabonds. We even had Ian Davison and his guys from the ice cream vans um, come and help us. And the atmosphere in the Burger Queen at 11 o'clock, you just couldn't write it. It was fantastic. Of course, they say the, you know, the proceeds go back into the Royal Manx Fund and they're all volunteers. Uh, Ian Davison, as you mentioned, uh, giving them free ice cream yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just, just as a morale booster, yeah. which is the spirit of it, isn't it? That's it. That, that is it, what it's about. Um, it's very much a community event. We couldn't have asked for better. And what a perfect end to a day. Secretary for the Royal Manx Agricultural Society's Agricultural Shows, Carol Kenyuk. She'd be a, a relieved woman, I think, but uh, probably still working away at that show field, getting uh, people sorted to get off there. Oh, a few days will take for it to dry out before they'll probably get some of the marquees and tents taken down. But like Carol was saying, it's the first time in history that the show has been cancelled for bad weather. And uh, it was a brilliant one-day show, even still. But what a great teamwork they have at the Royal Manx. They did. Well done to everyone involved in that. Uh, on next week's programme, we uh, caught up with a few, uh, two, three more people that uh, were around the show field on the day. Uh, the NFU tent and also uh, some entertainers that were in the big ring with a circus ass uh, act stunt that was happening some superheroes so we'll hear for them on next week's program and you can go uh, to the listen again feature if you only just join the program now uh, at manxradio.com on the website powered by miller chaps of ramsey but we'll leave it there for this week and we'll see you at the same time next tuesday here on countryside so from me simon clark and me gary kermode we'll see you then bye-bye bye-bye